I mean, we all love bacon, but like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sign me up for the bacon diet, yeah. I guess. Oh my God. Yeah. everybody. Welcome to Big Science Energy. This is your fully trained but semi-professional science pit stop along your wellness journey. And I'm one of your co-hosts, Sydney. And I'm actually here. The other one. I'm actually actually here. In the same room. For For real. And I know that that might surprise some people. We've actually been recording remotely for the last 12 episodes. Yep. I'm months, Lauren. I should probably. Oh, you're Lauren. I should probably say my name. Yeah, you're. Yeah. In case you, you guys haven't been following along, but yeah, <laughs> we're actually in the same room. So if you're joining in now, this is a very exciting day. This is for a very exciting everyone. day. And it's on. We're we're, we're recording on the Fourth of July. Oh so yeah. This is how we're celebrating. This is America's a national birthday. This yeah. is a national holiday. Yeah, it's Independence Day. Yeah, independence of us being independent. So we're independently dependent on each other. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about, um, it's, it's a very exciting topic because we're actually piggybacking, I think for the first time off of a previous episode. So today, um, we're talking about MCT oil. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what the fuck that is, that's okay. Cause that's what this episode is going to be about, but we referenced it a little bit in our keto episode. So yep. if you want to go back to episode 12 and listen and Read learn about keto um, in our curriculum and our syllabus. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> before we dive into today's episode topic um, of MCT oil, we just wanted to remind you that there's a lot of ways that you can reach us and give us ideas for new topics and to tell us how you're liking it mm-hmm. and you know what you think. Um, or if you just want to send us pet pictures. That's also always welcome. Um, So you can drop us an email directly at bigscienceenergy at gmail.com, or you can DM us um, and follow us on Instagram at bigscienceenergy. So a lot of ways to talk to us and please Please do. do. Please do. It really helps us figure out what you guys (laughs) want to learn about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So Lauren, what are we going to be talking about today? What What are the questions that people might have about MCT oil? Yep. So here's our little show outline. So what is it? Good one. Mm-hmm. Good start. Um, have either of us heard of it or have we tried it? And um, our history corner, as usual, we really do need a little like musical intro to that. Yeah, Luke, can you get on that? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> he nods. He's nodding. Yeah. Yeah. He says yes. <laughs> um, is it readily bioavailable? Does it actually help people lose weight? That's like one of the biggest uh, kind of claims to fame for MCT oil. Um, what dose should I be taking, if at all? Will I get the same effects by eating coconut oil? Um, and does it interact with other drugs? So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I guess also at the top, we wanted to say that MCT oil is kind of like a two-pronged topic, I think, that people talk about. So people talk about MCT oil as both just like a supplement. So yeah. we, you hear about it a lot in certain um, like fitness and wellness communities about taking it as a supplement to like, we'll, as we'll talk about, like boost your energy. Um, but then MCT oil is also, um, it's also like its own diet. So it's actually called the MCT oil diet where it's a modified version of the classic ketogenic diet. So yep. we'll talk about um, the difference between those as well. So that's kind of the two ways that you might hear about it. Um, and then also, fun fact, fun fact, <laughs> just right off the top is that, uh, you can't actually cook with MCT yeah. oil. So even though it's, um, as we will also talk about derived from coconut oil or fractionated from coconut oil, you actually ha- has a very low smoke point. So, you know, if any of you guys are foodies and like cook your own food, you'll know that that's not great for cooking. So yeah. you have to eat this bad boy raw, <laughs> raw dog in it, raw dog it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yum. Yum. <laughs> so this is a very adult episodes. So yeah, it really is. Yeah. We've we've been extremely mature the whole really time we've been that together. Explicit tag. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Um, it's been fun. I mean, it comes with the territory, the name of our podcast. You know. Yeah, you have. Yeah, exactly. We have to live up to it. So, um, so let's just like dive in, right? Yes. Um. So what is it? So we've dropped MCT oil. If you guys don't know what MCT stands for, it's medium chain triglycerides, MCT. So um, it's a supplement um, that's become popular among athletes and bodybuilders. 
and um, coconut oil is high in MCTs, and that's kind of what the popularity of coconut oil basically um, contributed to its use and how it's become more popular. So um, it's also been touted as a supplement to help you burn more energy, like calories, um, as a pre-workout supplement and um, throughout the day. And as its name suggests, um, medium chain triglycerides, uh, the oil contains medium length, which again is a little arbitrary. We're kind of discussing that. Medium length chains of fats called triglycerides. So I think it, it goes up to like 12 is kind of like that weird cusp, um, 12 carbons. Yeah, we should say what the actual fatty acid chain is. Yeah. So it's, it's the, do you want to say what it actually like? No, means? You, you, go, you go right there. You're wearing, the, you're wearing glasses I'm, I'm too, wearing glasses You're very too. qualified I know. to talk about so, this. So yeah, so it's basically, <laughs> I, so medium chain triglycerides are a form of saturated fats, which are basically just chains of carbons and hydrogens. And when we say saturated, for all you science nerds out there, that means that all of the... Um, all of the open valence. <laughs> How do I even describe this in a lesson? All of anyway. the carbons. All of the carbon. All of the carbon bonds are basically taken up by hydrogen. So there's no um, like double bonds or whatever. Yeah. It's all they're literally bonded. saturated with hydrogen. Saturated with hydrogen. So you also see like hydrogenated oil because yeah. they've added back hydrogens yeah. so that it would be like a solid at room temperature, yeah. like something like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. really fun fact for everyone. Another fun fact. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we got to, we got to go nerdy if we're both wearing glasses. So <laughs> it is a science podcast. So. It really is. So if you're listening and you want to learn a little bit about science, there you go. There you go. Um, little chemistry for you. Um, yeah. So, uh, Due to their shorter length, though, the interesting part is that um, MCTs are actually more easily digested. So um, more easily digested, I should say, than longer chain fatty acids found in many other foods. Um, And I kind of touched on this before, but it's most commonly extracted from coconut oil. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, more than 50% of the fat in coconut oil comes from MCTs. Uh, And these fats are also found in other products such as palm oil and dairy products. So Mm -hmm. um, other foods, yeah. So it is like a naturally um, occurring. occurring thing yeah. that people have just isolated from other products in order yep. to try to like optimize. optimize. <laughs> I feel like we say this all the time. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, like how could we optimize when nature has yeah. already <laughs> tried to we, optimize for us? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it, it is interesting. And now I hope my pronunciations of these are good. But oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. So there are four different types of um, MCTs. And so if you do buy the oil, like it – does give like a percent breakdown of like how much yeah. um, of each of these are there are. So basically um, most common are cap caprylic and capric acid. Yeah. Um, but of them, so there's caproic acid, which has six carbons, six carbon chain. Um, this one's highly ketogenic. So again, we kind of said we're touching on the keto yeah. episode. So highly ketogenic. Um, it may, however, it may cause a burning sensation in the back of your throat Yummy. while consuming it. As Sign well as me up. GI distress. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm going <laughs> to – usually it's filtered out of most MCT oils, but that For is – For that reason. Yeah, because yeah. that's horrible. Um, caprylic acid, which has eight carbons. So this is the most ketogenic of all the four I'm about to list. Um, it's the fastest to metabolize in the brain and it is associated with some of the antimicrobial features that, um, promote gut health. So a little note there because (laughs) yeah, it's unclear how they're, um, actually determining these, uh, antimicrobial, um, properties because a lot of the studies were conducted in animals and in petri dishes. And as we know, as scientists, that's not necessarily what reflects what goes on inside your body. So, um, cause we're humans, we're humans, we're humans and we are not petri dishes uh, or cells Usually. in petri dishes. Some days, some days, know, some, like some days I feel like a, pe- yeah, a petri dish, a petri dish. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, another one is capric acids. So that's a uh, 10 carbon chain uh, 10 carbon length. 10 yeah. carbon length. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one has similar ketogenic properties as um, caprylic acid, mm-hmm. but it has a slower conversion rate um, to energy. And then finally, this one is uh, kind of borderline as far as medium So chain. controversial. So, oh my God, it's it's causing some drama. <laughs> Lauric acid. Oh my God, it's almost my name. Oh my God. Cute. Um, I'm going to start calling you C12. I know. Oh my God, <laughs> that's so cute. Okay, C12. <laughs> so it's C- <laughs> It's not that cute. Okay. Um, C12. So that's lauric acid. And that's a 12 chain. So because it has a longer um, hydrocarbon chain, it does act a bit more like long chain triglycerides because the liver needs to process it before it's converted into energy. Right. So 
Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we just want to reiterate that like in case where you're looking at an ingredient label and you're mm. not quite sure what to look for, it might, instead of saying like the full length name of these uh, medium chain triglycerides, yeah. they might just say like C6, C8, C10, C12. So just to summarize, like C6 is the one that gives you bad stomach and bad stomach times. So probably want to avoid that. And then mm. C8 and C12, um, or sorry, C8 and C10 seem to be the ones that are most, most sought after yeah. in order to get fractionated for those keto effects. Yep. Um, and then I think we talk about lauric acid C12 a little bit yep. later on too. But, we do, yep. Um, yeah, so also just one of the other things to help differentiate the MCT oil diet versus just MCT oil as a supplement. So if you're on an MCT oil diet, you're on a modified version of the ketogenic diet. Mm -hmm. So just to remind you what the modified version is, so um, – Basically, 50% of your daily intake for your, like, literal all of your foods is going to be 50% MCT oil. Um, so it's going to be that fractionated form um, that's derived either from coconut or palm oil. And that's mm. for your whole day. So if you're typically, like, on something like a 2,000-calorie-a-day diet, um, that would be about 200 grams of MCT oil. So I'm going to try to be good about using like grams versus like percentages so that you can mm -hmm. kind of equate it to whatever macros you're eating um, if you're a person that tracks macros. Um, and so, again, this would be about 500 grams of, um, of your total. Um, 400 grams would be your total macro intake for the day. And so 200 grams of that would be MCT oil. Yep. And – Usually, like a, a standard diet, I would mm. say, is um, about 25% of your daily intake of calories is from fat. So that is 25 versus 50%. Literally double. And obviously, yeah. if you know from our keto diet episode, usually if you're on a very strict keto diet, um, because you actually need to be, like say if you were, if you had epilepsy or something yeah. where this actually benefits you, um, your, your daily fat intake would be 90% of your total intake. Um, so these are huge percentages of fat, <laughs> like just yeah. to put it into perspective, like the difference of a diet versus a supplement. Um, and the reason why you can have 50% of your diet as fat is because the MCT oil, as opposed to classic keto actually allows you to eat a little bit more carbs and protein than classic keto because the, the body will actually convert those medium chain triglycerides into ketones faster because as Lauren said, it doesn't the longer chain fatty acids need to convert it with um, more steps because it needs to use the liver and bile to actually digest them into the building blocks that your body needs. Mm -hmm. um, and then switching gears to talking about it as a supplement. So if yeah. you just like, you know, bought it off the shelf and you're like, oh, I heard about <laughs> this or something that'll yeah. help me like burn more carbs during my, or burn more like calories during my yeah. workout. Um, so we've seen recommendations to eat about four to seven tablespoons. And again, you have to eat it. Mm. You cannot cook with it nope. because it has a low smoke point. So it's not, it's just going to like, it's not going to stay around for you to actually have consumed it. Um, and so four to seven tablespoons of MCT oil is about either 56 to 98 grams of fat, which again, like I said before, if 20% of your 2000 calorie diet is usually supposed to be fat, that is your entire fat source of the day is MCTs. So I think if you're a person who's trying to do this as a supplement, you have to be super cognizant of this is, you shouldn't like eat whatever you're normally going to eat and, and add MCT oil. Like you should probably, you have to be very mindful of what you're doing, especially yeah. if your goal is, you know, weight loss or weight maintenance or like changing your body composition and stuff like that. So very good to keep in mind. Yes. Um, because it can sneak up on you if you're just mm -hmm. adding like a tablespoon of oil. Yeah, <laughs> for stuff. real. Um, and then we don't have to really belabor the history corner because I think a lot of this is covered in the keto episode. But just to revisit that, uh, MCT oil really became popular as its own um, as its own ingredient, I guess you would say, because of the keto diet around specifically around 1970. This is when doctors were trying to figure out how to make it more palatable, especially for children. Um, and so they found out that if they, if they, you know, fractionated off the MCTs um, from the other things like the coconut and the palm oil, um, it gets converted into those ketones faster. So it can keep your body in a ketogenic state faster. And so this made it a lot easier to add into foods, made it more palatable, especially for children. Um, and it also allowed them to eat more 
you know, carbs and protein, which just allowed them to eat more food, like real yeah. food instead of just like, you know, fat. Balance out the oil. diet a little. Exactly. Balance it out. Yeah. I mean, we all love bacon, but like, Ugh. yeah. I mean, yeah. Sign me up for the bacon diet, yeah. I guess. Oh my God. Um, yeah. But yeah. So that is really how it originated is, is through this way to make people adhere a little bit more easily to the keto diet in the 1970s. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And now, Lauren, can you tell me about where we started yeah. <laughs> looking at it for weight loss? Yeah. No, it's super <laughs> Pretty interesting. Pretty wild that like yeah. a fat would be like equated. I know. To Honestly, like this loss. is so opposite of like the 90s because everything was like yeah. low fat. Like all the people so were like yeah. avoiding fat, low fat diets. Like now it's low carb, I yeah. guess. So we can eat fat again, I guess. Yeah, apparently. Like it's just like cyclical. <laughs> I don't even know what we're allowed to do anymore. But um, yeah, so MCT oil, um, one of the big claims is that I could help promote weight loss. And that's why it's um, pretty associated with the keto diet because people who use it as a diet, not so much medically, but just use it to try and lose weight. Um, The MCT oil, as Sydney touched on, like that was kind of like a a version of the keto diet, I guess. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess one fact, um, which could be part of the reason that this is uh, one of the claims, is that MCT oil actually has about 10% fewer calories than long chain triglycerides. So there's like more carbon fats basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are found in things like olive oil, nuts, avocados. So I consume those all the time actually. So yeah. So MCTs have 10% fewer calories. So I guess in that sense, if you're literally doing a one for one replacement, you're, you're decreasing your caloric caloric load. So. Well, it's interesting too, because 10% sounds like a lot, but when I was reading the actual like grams to calories, like um, it's, Oh, it's um, nine. Isn't it like yes. nine so calories? Yes. So long chain triglycerides are like nine. Yeah. And then and it's the 10%. medium chain eight. Yeah. And so like if you think about it in terms of like the whole numbers, it's like yeah. actually not that. No. <laughs> so it's, it's really. It's, statistics can be fun that way. They really where it, can. Where it's a little bit, dra- a little bit yeah. dramatic. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So a little bit dramatic. <laughs> Has a flair for the drama. Kind of exactly. like me. <laughs> yeah, it's a theater kid. Um. Yeah. So in addition though, this was kind of more um, – more up my alley, actually. I thought it was really interesting. But so um, MCT oil has been shown to increase the release of two hormones um, that can promote the feeling of fullness. So if you're full, you're not hungry. Mm-hmm. So you're not eating, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so two those two things are, um, pe- is it peptide YY or double Y? That, I, I guess YY. YY. Okay. And then leptin, which I think I used to confuse actually with ghrelin. So uh-huh. Sydney taught me a very fun <laughs> way to remember it. So leptin is a hormone that helps promote the feeling of fullness. And ghrelin is the opposite. It makes you like um, like hungry. And so ghrelin kind of sounds like gremlin. So it's like the hunger monster, like gremlin. <laughs> it's so cute. And this is how – I was telling Lauren, this is how yeah. high school Sydney memorized hormones in biology. Whatever class. worked. Yeah. I, mean, I like literally pictured like a little like gremlin named Gray- Grelin, like Graylin, Graylin or, however you say however it. You say yeah. It. yeah, Graylin the gremlin was like yeah. hungry in my stomach and like yeah. made me like. Rawr. I love it. It's great. And then it leptin's works. the other one. Leptin's so the other one. Yeah. yeah. So MCT oil is shown to increase the release of these two like fullness basically hormones, um, peptid YY and leptin. So there you go. And then um, there was a clinical study that we came across. So it was very interesting. Um, there was two crossover studies. They were conducted um, in overweight men. So. Uh, with always the, fun. Always, always overweight men. That's right. Yeah. Um, so much attention. There, there was some females included in some of the studies as well, but this one was like kind of the major focus. Um, so basically they had these guys uh, consuming 20 grams of MCT oil or coin, corn oil, and corn oil is a long-chain triglyceride at breakfast. Um, they got blood samples uh, over three hours, and basically there was two studies. So in the first study with 10 of these 20 people, um, they gave lunch after three hours. And in the second study, um, they had like a preload. So preloading nice. with the, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Containing 10 grams of test oil, which was given at three hours and then lunch was served an hour later. Um, and basically they were um, looking at this to see um, the effect on uh, hormones and metabolites from fasting, adjusting body weight, et cetera. So um, – at the end of this, they found that MCT consumption resulted in a lower rise in triglycerides, like in your blood. So like a lot of times when you get your blood work, um, you get like a triglyceride reading, basically. It's okay. kind of like cholesterol. 
Um, explains it all. Mm, Clarissa Rowe <laughs> explains it all. Oh my god. Um, I do. I We're not that 90s show. kids. It's fun. Oh my god. That was such a good show. <laughs> Never understood the ladder in the window thing, but like, sure. you do you. Um, yeah. So triglycerides are like one of those things. So consuming it um, resulted in a lower rise in those after eating, and also a lower rise in glucose, um, which is interesting because a lot of you want those to be lower, um, yeah. especially if you're at risk for um, diabetes mm-hmm. like or any other metabolic syndrome, heart disease, et cetera. So, and then it resulted in a higher rise in that peptide YY and leptin um, compared to long-chain triglycerides. So, um, and those are the two hormones that, again, were associated with fullness. So, um, that was kind of interesting. There was an interesting, also another statement. They were just saying that they were actually, the hormones were inversely cor- correlated with the um, amount of food intake. But I guess that makes sense because the hormone levels for the fullness were going up and then mm-hmm. you were eating They said less. that it was different. Yeah. It was inversely correlated to their expectations for the yes, study, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It is yeah. nice when the researchers like admit that, I guess. And yeah. And they, they don't make the, the data fit their hypothesis. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was Real science is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of that, I guess what I wanted to touch on um, was, you know, one of the articles that we use sometimes just to see what is out there, um, like what you would find if you just did like your initial Google search. Um, so we have we we do love Healthline, um, but love it is it. fun to kind of look through and yeah. see what they cite and then the conclusions that they drew from the citations. Um, because it generally is a good, like, first place to start. And then yep. you can kind of, like, use your own um, brain to, to figure out yep. the conclusions that they're drawing and how they're doing it. So yep. I just wanted to kind of highlight that the three studies um, that they cited as weight loss evidence was kind of interesting. So um, this doesn't, like, this isn't a bad thing, but all three of them were actually done by the same group. So all the authors were the same. Oh, um, interesting. So you can tell that. And that's not, like, you know, a bad. bad thing because sometimes labs have extremely specific expertise. So like if this is the expert lab in MCT oil, then like that makes sense. Like they have all this funding to, or they They probably not all of it, but they have funding to do this research. So that makes sense. Um, So in 2003, they actually published two different studies. One of them was done in 19. And this is also important to say like how many people are have yes. participated in these studies because even though it's a study, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's this huge group of people that right. you can draw these like amazing conclusions from. You want right? it to be statistically significant yeah. within the population that you're studying, but also just like as you apply yeah. it to like everyone. It needs to be like a large cohort because yeah. that means that it's not just it didn't just randomly agree with your hypothesis. Yeah. It's, it's a true correlation. Yeah. Um, and so this study was only done in 19 healthy but overweight men. The average age was 42 to 45. Very narrow. And yeah. um, the they basically just compared a diet that was rich, um, you know, that means supplemented, because uh, that's what the point of the study was, supplemented with either MCT oil or um, the long chain triglycerides. Specifically in the study, it was olive oil. Yeah. Um, and they only followed the participants for four weeks. Um, so it's kind of interesting, like, and this is kind of a big trend with these studies is that there is no long-term follow-up. Yep. So we have no idea, you know, same issue kind of with keto. Like we have no idea how sustainable this diet is because no. your body probably doesn't want to do that for a very long time. Um, and so, yeah, so just keeping in mind that this was, and then the other study was also only done in 24 healthy overweight men that the average age was also around 43. Um, and they yeah. also only measured the intake over a four-week period. Um, but then the study actually cited another study that they did, but it was much older. It was done in 1999, um, saying that they um, did actually observe women um, and their response to MCT oil, but it was only after 14 days. And they concluded that women might not respond in the same way um, that the men did in terms of actually losing fat and yep. increasing their energy. So that was very interesting. They actually made a note of that. And then the last one was just done in 2008. Um, and you can also see that these studies aren't recent, right? And right. so this is a very recent Healthline article, but the studies that they're citing aren't. Um, I know. I keep thinking we're like still in the 2010s. Me too. And like, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah, I saw it on the internet. This is a tangent, but I saw on the internet the other day that someone – like the way that our, our age used yeah. to look at people born in the 1960s is how yeah. people are looking at us now, yeah. which is horrifying. <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's actually But really... anyway, so yeah, that was actually a very long time ago, 1999. Oh um, hmm. So basically the last study was done in 2008 with the same group. They Maybe they got more funding. They expanded their cohort to 49 overweight men and women actually now aged between 19 and 50, so a bit more representative, mm-hmm. um, but probably harder to control for. Um, and they consumed either MCT oil or olive oil for 16 weeks. So it's actually going a little bit longer too now. Um, and the participants also had access to weekly um, weekly weight loss counseling, which I think is awesome, Yeah, actually. Um, so it was clearly a weight loss study. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the big result from that was that the people who consume the MCT oil as opposed to the olive oil had a 4% less body weight compared to the start of the trial. Um, so that was the only, you know, real quantitative thing, which isn't like to knock it, but it's just to keep it in perspective that it's not a lot of people. Um, and they're not controlling for a lot of other things. Um, right. Like age and men and women <laughs> yeah there's a you lot know, of things just normal things but. yeah and like also the diet outside of yeah. outside of the consumption of like mct oil and like you know outside of fats i mean there's other things you eat so it's exactly like, yeah and like what also, else are they eating are they yeah. exercising yeah. like i don't know exactly like yeah. there's just so much there but mm-hmm. um yeah so i guess this is another question we've had this in some of our other episodes with our supplements mm-hmm. um is is it bioavailable so Love again it. just in case you don't know what that means just like if your body is able to use it in the form that it comes in i guess um so yes it is extremely bioavailable um clinically uh it can be used for patients with uh disorders with nutrient absorption and um that way the body has more uh available energy sources so again like um with mentioned that this can um, be converted into ketones. And mm-hmm. so, you know, glucose is typically your body's like first line for um, energy production, but you can also use these MCTs to produce ketones, which also provide energy to your brain. So carbs are good. Yeah. <laughs> carbs are great. Carbs are good. I had too many body carbs yesterday. Wants carbs. Yeah. yeah. Body needs carbs. Body yeah. Needs carbs. carbs are amazing, honestly. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan over here. Um, so, uh, yeah. So the body actually – so we kind of touched on this too. But so the body absorbs uh, medium-chain triglycerides more rapidly than the long-chain ones. Um, and actually they travel more quickly from the gut to the liver and they don't require – I think you did say this. So mm-hmm. They don't require bile, bile to break down and help yeah. you digest, um, which is pretty sweet. Pretty it's sweet. a quick, quick hit of yeah. energy, which I think is like why I think it's the other appeal from yeah. um, people that are looking to like optimize my body. Yeah, because it's like it's like literally it's just like a quick shot of like this oil direct into like your mouth. Yep. Um, and yeah, people love that shit. Yeah, it's so. awesome. I mean, yeah, everyone likes everything like efficient and quick on the go. immediate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all about uh, what is the word? Instant gratification. Yes, we're all about exactly. it. And that, this is kind of that kind of sums thing. up the the weight loss community. Right. And just general, yeah, everybody. Exactly, yeah. Instant gratification. This is kind of like the fat version. (laughs) I'm done. All right. (laughs) I don't even think that made sense. But but yeah, so they can be used as an immediate source of energy. They don't have to go through all those extra steps. Um, And when on the keto diet, uh, as I said, they can be converted into ketones for energy. So I also saw that like because – it's such a great vehicle. Like there's actually medical, like pharmaceutical grade, mm. I should say pharmaceutical, not medical grade MCT oil that yeah. you can actually use to like, like when we call a vehicle in science, it means yeah. it's like a literally carrier. a carrier yeah. for like another compound yeah. because it's so easily digested. That's it makes it like, oh, yeah. Cool. So there's actually like pharmaceutical grade MCT oil to actually, kind of serve as a vehicle for other things yeah. that also need to be kind of like DMSO with this is really nerdy, but like, yeah, like the I, same thing as like DMSO with compounds yeah. and yeah. Um, DMSO. If you oh know, you God. know. Yeah, if you know, you know. <laughs> oh, um, man. And yeah, I guess just real quick, we can talk about, you know, now that we kind of know what it is, um, yeah. you know, if you're interested in trying it out, like what dose have we seen that's recommended to take? So there's no defined tolerable upper limit intake of something that's that would be like 
unhealthy necessarily. Right. Um, but it, we have seen, um, even in not just, you know, things trying to sell it to you, like not just marketing, but also, um, in a journal I read about actual GI disorders and they mm. were summarizing MCT oil. Yeah. Um, they said that the maximum daily dose should be four to seven tablespoons, which is about 60 to a hundred mils. Um, and that is like the safe upper limit. Yep. And then, um, it should be, as we said before, it should be taken into account as your total amount of dietary fat for the day and not as a supplement to the fat you're already eating. Yep. Um, especially, and that's really like, you know, if your goal is weight loss, weight maintenance, or, um, you know, rearrange, like maybe you're trying to eat more protein and less fat. So you Body just want to like, yeah, like it, it counts as yeah. calories. It's not just like this magical thing that's mm. going nowhere mm. um, <laughs> and sliding through you. Yeah. Um, nice. But yeah. So, and they also recommend that you would spread this out over the course of a day. So even like the actual studies on this seem to all be in agreement with each other that you shouldn't just take like a huge fucking <laughs> like yeah, bolus of MCT. Guzzle it. Yeah. Guzzle it. it probably doesn't taste I don't that know good. why you would want to, but like, Ugh. yeah, it says to kind of spread it out um, yeah. that four to seven tablespoons throughout the entire day. Yeah. Um, Which, but yeah. Yeah, that's logical. Illogical. And uh, kind of just going into since it's usually fractionated from coconut oil, is it the same thing? Can you get the same benefit from just using coconut oil? Because this is actually. I think a really – I think coconut oil in and of itself is kind of a fad right now. I mean, literally, I just applied it. <laughs> I mean, like – At least for cooking. Yes, for, for cooking, cooking, it's a fad. Yeah, people have started using it instead of other types oh, of butters. TB12. Weren't TB12 we talking about that? loves yeah. coconut oil. Um, but it is just a saturated fat. Like, as we talked about before, yeah. like 50% of it – the other 50% is the lauric acid, which is that kind of controversial, I guess, MCT, where it's, yep. it Could is be. a longer – longer medium yeah. chain tri triglyceride. So it is a solid at room temperature, just like butter is. Yeah. Um, and so obviously they have different nutritional properties, but yeah. not as not as dissimilar, I guess, as you'd think. Mm -hmm. um, and so like, can you just eat coconut oil and get those MCTs? And so what they've found um, is that the, if the, you mix it in smoothies or something like that, if that's how you're trying to ingest it, the MCT oil is a lot more palatable um, compared to the coconut oil. Yep. Um, but you don't get the same effects, um, basically, I guess is the, the, the big bottom line. And so just to highlight um, a really interesting study that we read, um, they basically fed uh, – it was a single-blind study, so that means that, like, the participants didn't know what they were getting, but the researchers knew, so it wasn't, it wasn't like, a double-blind study. Um, and that's because they were supplementing their smoothies. And so um, there was – this was only 24 male and female participants. The average age was about 28 for females and 24 for males, and the average BMI was in the – what is considered to be normal or healthy range, which is 20. 2.9. Mm -hmm. We think that BMI is not anything no. that anyone should really care about, but that's what this, just to kind of be you should only really about the care <laughs> if you're like, I guess if you're measuring it as a, as one metric in, among many, and if among you're like many. extremely yeah. obese and are like, you know what I mean, yeah. I guess. Cause it also doesn't like, it doesn't tell you how healthy you are. No. And it doesn't take into account your, um, your, uh, muscle. muscleness. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so they just, they basically gave them, this sounds fucking amazing. I wish I was in this study. A mango and passion fruit smoothie. Oh, Hello. I love yes. that. That's like a pretty That's literally, I kind of want that now. So basically they gave them a smoothie and then a third of the people got it with coconut oil. A third got MCT oil. And then a third got vegetable oil specifically in this case with was rapeseed and so there was mm. these different um i know sorry so it's unfortunate. Awful. um they had um they controlled for the amounts of mct and lcts in each thing so it was a true representation of what they were trying to study yeah um and then they used this fun thing that i've been love loving to like read about which is this visual analog scale which is a literal 100 millimeter continuous line and so the researchers present to these patients this 100 millimeter line, and then the patients point to, like, the number yep. that best describes how they're feeling hungry or satiated or, like, how much energy they have or whatever these metrics are that they're measuring that are more, like, subjective, and they can't yep. measure it in their blood, like, how hungry they're feeling. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah, so they had this breakfast, and then 
um, they measured on the visual analog scale, like how they felt. Um, so I think what they, they used it for hunger, fullness, a desire to eat before and after consuming the smoothie. And then every 30 minutes after that until three hours where they were presented an ad libitum lunch, which just means that they were given choices of what to eat. Um, but it was still controlled for, for like the calories and stuff. And then they, they did the visual analog scale after lunch. And so basically what they found was that between the feelings of hunger, fullness, the desire to eat and, um, prospective consumption, so what they wanted to eat next, um, there was absolutely no significant difference between the vegetable oil MCT or coconut oil, which is super interesting. That is interesting. Um, yeah. and then for like the actual metrics, um, when they, when they did it, like compared to time, um, the only difference there was, there was some changes like overall trends where the, um, MCT oil was the only one that kind of stood out compared to the control and the coconut oil where, um, they were left feeling less hungry after they ate the smoothie. Mm -hmm. Um, and so basically all four of those metrics went just in the direction of, um, after they had the MCT oil, they felt like less hungry, more satiated, less of a desire to eat. Yep. And um, I don't know, Lauren, if you want to say what the, I think what the really cool caveats were from this study that the researchers yeah. pointed out themselves, we did not have to draw it out. <laughs> no, actually, it seems like they were pretty self-aware. Yeah, very like, subjective. Yeah, so kudos. Um, so one thing, and Sydney and I talked about this um, aside earlier, so um, even though nausea feeling of nausea wasn't originally a measurement that they were set to collect, five out of the 24 participants reported it after consuming MCT oil. So like that, Super if you're nauseous, like you're not going to feel like eating, or at least I wouldn't, I don't know. Um, and we should also say that it wasn't, um, I looked back at the composition of the MCTs that were in yep. the MCT oil. Yeah. Um, the oh, caproic acid, the C6 that yep. is known to be associated with, was, was actually only 2%. Right. So it, it is not, not actually attributed to that. So it is just like the other, the That's C8 interesting. and C10. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And those are the two common ones, C8 and C10. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, um, and actually they, I, they noted this too, but um, previous studies with MCT oil taken before exercise, which that could be also, I, I wouldn't take this before exercise necessarily. Like, or at least I'd have it spaced out. So I don't know how close. Well, I think that's what some people are doing, right? Yeah. Like some people are like, oh, I'll have like more energy to work out. So like, like I'll take a hit of MCT yeah, oil in my I don't smoothie. Know. I feel like I just wouldn't feel like eating that before a workout, but that's just me. I don't know. I mean, it's. I'm just weird like that where I don't like eating oil. Yeah. That's I don't really I like out. taking shots of oil just before like, I like work out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they said that basically people who took it before exercise also reported um, nausea with doses as high as 85 grams. So it is interesting because uh, in this study, mm -hmm. they only had 25 grams yeah. in these smoothies. So a, a dose as low as 25 grams can also induce feeling nausea. So I can only imagine <laughs> how nauseous those other people felt. That would yeah. be horrible. So that's one thing. Um, also, coconut oil smoothies were found to be less palatable. So overall, compared to the other, the vegetable oil and um, – what was the other oil? Vegetable oil and the MCT oil. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I was, um, look, I was looking back at the at like what you would do for a tablespoon. So I wanted to make sure we were consistent yeah. with our grams. So that's sorry. I was leaving you out to hang. No, there no, for a no. Minute. It's fine. I was like, <laughs> what is it? Yeah. I was, like, I was looking back at our notes. And no, so it's fine. Also, just, I get why coconut oil in a smoothie may not taste that good because like literally before this episode, I was putting like I use it as like or I just started using it as like kind of a moisturizer for my skin. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing at that coconut oil. Yeah. But also like I'm thinking about trying to eat what's in that tub. Right. That's gross. It looks like candle wax. Like I just, oh, I yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe cooking with it is fine, but uh, And no so thanks. just before I forget, yes. but like the 25 grams that they use in this study is basically yeah. like two servings. Okay. That people recommend for the because okay. it's 14 grams in a tablespoon. Yeah. That's kind so of just a lot. So just to keep the measurements consistent for everything. That's kind of a lot, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's why they're saying it might be unrealistic for a single meal because it they really want you to space it out throughout the whole day. Yeah. So maybe you'd only have half that. Yeah, that just seems like a lot for yeah. I mean, I feel like I would definitely taste it in the smoothie mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So pretty gross. Um actually I don't know if it's gross. I haven't tried it, but I it's just used, oil. Like I yeah. just imagine adding like oil to my Yeah. yeah. No, so it is interesting. Actually, um, I have tried it, but it was in that super coffee thing right. that we were talking about. And we so, can't figure out how much was in it, right? No, or I can't. Yeah, so it's funny. I, so I've had this thing I saw in the shelf at the supermarket. It's called super coffee. And like the 
Containers are kind of cool. And I'm like weird with coffee. Like sometimes I just don't feel like I have stomach problems. So like I just, some days I can do it. Some days I don't. I usually go to Dunkin' Donuts. That's my spot. But like right. some days you're can't a townie. Do it. Yeah. I know. I love You're such towns. a townie. I love it. Um, but yeah, like some days I just can't do it. So I went to the Market Basket. <laughs> sure. Of course. And I saw this on the shelf and I'd never seen it before. And they come in like flavors. Like, um, like I don't even remember. There's a green one, hazelnut, mocha, whatever. And I was like, I'll just try it. And it's like, it's very sweet, but it's sweetened with monk fruit. Mm-kay. And like they mm-hmm. advertise that it's, you know, it's keto friendly, blah, blah, blah. And they talk about MCT well, right on the front, yeah. but they don't say on the back, at least not in the ones I bought, like how much they don't break it down, right. which is kind of weird. It's kind of annoying. Like, why would you not say if you're if you're touting that you have MCT oil in it? I feel like you should say how much. Yeah. Especially well, that's like the whole point to, of marketing, right? Is that it? Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. It's like, I mean, maybe you're, and then I, I was like, maybe I'm just like way overpaying for this. Yeah. Like, I mean, because it's just you know, it's kind of like the keto ice it. creams that came out and all that stuff. But sorry, sidetrack. I had to say I have tried it. I, I mean, it didn't bother me the taste. But at the same time, I think you don't the, know how much you were actually and monk eating. fruit has a unique taste mm-hmm. too, so it's like I have no mm-hmm. idea. But um, but yeah, the other thing in the study, sorry, jumping back, um, was that they excluded obese individuals. Um, oh, I literally just touched on this that mm-hmm. uh, twenty five grams is probably not realistic for a single meal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the group wanted to stay consistent with previous studies, yeah. so that's why they chose that amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and female participants, this was awesome. Female mm-hmm. participants were at various stages in their menstrual cycle and that was not controlled for. Um, and we've obviously touched on this before and that's awesome that they recognize that because, um, as we know, like hormones do have to do with your hunger levels and, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, that's pretty cool that they, they realize that, that at least. Yeah. I don't yeah. I honestly don't know how you would control for it. I don't think you could control for it, but you could at least measure where everyone yeah. was in their cycle and yeah. try to have a cohort that was large enough to actually draw correlations between where they were in and their cycle and how they were feeling and yep. all that stuff. Yep. Which obviously requires more work. Yep. Yep. I think it's worth it. But I mean, know. yeah, it's a wicked interesting. But yeah. But just to um so the last couple points that I we wanted to talk about was just the, you know, the obvious connection to athletic performance. I think a lot of this kind of already talked about why you would be interested in MTT oil, especially for weight loss. Yep. But specific to athletic performance, there were some preliminary studies that did link the consumption of MCT oil with reduction of lactate. Um, So like lactic acid would have like a buildup in your body and so you would feel like more sore. So maybe it could help with that. Um, and another older study found that athletes who took six grams or about, um, 1.5 teaspoons of MCTs, which as we know is actually like pretty low, um, Mm. with food before cycling had those lower lactate levels and found it easier to exercise compared to those taking long chain triglycerides. Um, and then it seems like there are mixed results in animal and other human-based studies. Um, and uh, in one study that was done in endurance runners showed no benefit in performance, um, so it sounds like we just need a lot more follow-up yeah. with probably, like, a lot more control over what else they're eating, like, yeah. what, what the actual regimen is. Um, and then, again, we mentioned it earlier, but the antimicrobial feature. So, all you know, just a fancy word for saying this would actually kill harmful pathogens. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the question I had, too, is that how are they actually proving that it's killing? Because antimicrobial, um, that could mean anything from, like, fungus to bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're talking about bacteria, like that doesn't differentiate between pathogens, which are disease causing bacteria and yep. just like, you know, the good, good bacteria. bacteria that you have like in your gut. Cause it says that it can improve like gut health as well. Right. It's a lot of claims. It's kind of like a cure all where it's like, yeah. it can do everything. Yeah. Cancer, Alzheimer's, I know. Well, weight and that's loss, the thing. gut health. <laughs> like it's, it's like this is like different things. Crazy. Cause yeah. I'm seeing that with everything now, every single exactly. entire study with all these supplements, they touch, they do, they touch on these major diseases yes. and yes. conditions. And it's like, cause they, maybe they have to touch on it because so many people no. are like, will it help with? XYZ? Well, I think because they, these people prey on um, people that need that feeling of like hope and that yeah. there's something out there that can help a family member that has cancer, like a family yeah. member, friend has Alzheimer's or they are so frustrated with the fact that they can't lose weight. And so it's really yeah. preying on people that are in like a vulnerable position, which isn't okay. No, <laughs> that's not good. No. Um, 
hopefully this this episode will help with that. And that's what all of our episodes try to help you yep. do is make informed decisions yep. um, one way or the other. But yeah, so a lot of the antimicrobial like correlations were done in Petri dishes or in animals. There mm-hmm. isn't what I've seen anything that's like glaringly amazing in, in a human clinical trial. Um, but yeah, I, I guess just to wrap up, uh, we should talk about the drawbacks of MCT yeah. oil. Not yeah. to end on a somber note. It's not actually that bad. No, it's, I mean, it's <laughs> As really not. As opposed to the other things we talked like, about. Like at the end, bad. and you'll die. <laughs> and you'll die. And you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. For listening. <laughs> um, Happy 4th of July. Yeah. Happy 4th. <laughs> Freedom. Freedom. Um, no. We're going to rein that back, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, so one thing is that – and we have we touched on this, guys. Okay, um, so it may increase the release of hunger hormones as well as – Super interesting. As the fullness hormones. So mm-hmm. earlier we said leptin and um, YY. Yes. And yeah. um, this may actually increase the release of ghrelin or ghrelin, mm-hmm. the gremlin. Yeah, we should, probably should have looked up how to pronounce this before we recorded I know. the podcast, but that's okay. Oh, pronunciation. It's part of our charm. Yeah, exactly. We're like, eh, I don't, I don't know how to say, how to say this, but <laughs> so yeah, maybe just like don't use our pronunciation key for anything, but, yeah, but we are giving them. you the words. They're just, you know. It's fine. Emphasis in the wrong syllable or whatever the fuck. Sure. I don't remember what that saying is. Anyway, um, so neuropeptide Y and ghrelin, ghrelin um, are hunger hormones. So it, uh, this MCTs may actually increase the release of that. So um, they actually had a study that was done in 30 patients with anorexia. Um, and they had low, medium, and high amounts of MCT oil administered. And they took measurements um, every, every two weeks, sorry, four, six weeks. So they took three different measurements. And they found that there was higher ghrelin activation um, in the MCT group compared to um, the MCT group, the, the low, low group. The yeah. low group. Mm-hmm. Um, and this NPY. What the it? neuropeptide Y. Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is that? Okay. Yeah, so the neuropeptide Y levels, which is the other hunger hormone um, in the high MCT group, uh, were also elevated uh, more so than in the MCT low group. So, so in case you forgot, those are literally the opposite that they that we've been talking about during this yeah. entire episode. Basically, is that it actually increased the the hunger feeling, yeah. and so it it might be that it really depends on you know maybe if you are an overweight man that's mm-hmm. older, like middle aged, um, it would like make you feel forty five. It would make <laughs> you feel more full. But if yeah. you are a patient suffering from anorexia, maybe it would make you feel more hungry. So right. like it's really oh, kind yeah. of an anomaly. And um, your body, yeah. if you're anorexic also, your body is all kinds of mm-hmm. fucked up mm-hmm. with your hormones. I Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's, that is a very different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so important to know though, because like yeah. if your body's in a state of starvation for whatever reason or, you know, or if you were like super hungry, maybe Could it would have stimulate. to stimulate. Yeah. Yeah. It may, might help stimulate hunger. I don't know. But um. Talk to your doctor. I know. We should yeah. say, talk to yeah. your doctor. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they did find in that study uh, that it didn't affect other factors like leptin, which is the fullness hormone, mm-hmm. growth hormone, or insulin-like growth factors. So the, a couple other things about the study, though, is that it didn't contain um, a control group of non-anorexic people. So yep. that's uh, that's yep. interesting. interesting. <laughs> uh, I don't know – why you wouldn't have a I control. I think for them, the control group was probably the low MCT oil. Maybe. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. I just, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Really interesting. But um, And also no further studies were done to show if the increased form of active ghrelin actually led to an increased amount of food eaten, which is kind of important, yeah. actually. They see, if you act on it. If they're anorexic, they may not have acted on the hunger. Because you, oh, you, it's know, extremely you learn, true. Yeah. you learn to ignore those like it's types a good of point. Mm-hmm. types of feelings. So I mean, maybe mm-hmm. the the hormone may have increased, but they may not um, have acted on it. Um, okay, so another drawback, um, which this one's a little scarier, is just that um, high doses could potentially lead to fat buildup in the liver. However, the study that was done for this was done in mice. Yeah. So, but it is just like I mean, you're eating fat, so yeah, I think it's just something to, like fatty keep in liver. Mind, so yeah, make sure just, you don't like overdo it. But again, if you're if you're like what Sydney was talking about earlier, if you're accounting for this fat in your total intake for the day and not adding it in addition to all the fat and other stuff you're eating, then I'm yeah. sure you're fine. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, if MCT oil is your sole source of fat, 
you may become deficient in the essential fatty acids of linole- oh boy. Oh boy. linoleic acid and lenolenic acid. Yeah, say that five times fast. Just kidding. Don't wow. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. I was playing around no. with the microphone situation earlier and I annoyed everyone in this room. Everyone being sitting the two of us. Like, yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. So it's like an important point. Like if you're only getting one source of one type of fat, like yeah. your body needs other things. That's why it that's why we eat different types Diversi- of foods. Yeah, diversify so it. Just like be aware of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we just want to thank you guys again, as mm-hmm. always, for listening to not just another episode of Big Science Energy, but our first in-person record. Woo! Super exciting. <laughs> and it looks like it's actually becoming sunny outside. So it's almost like it's a sign that this everything is good. Sign from the it's gods. a good day. Um, but yeah, we really want to give an extra shout out to Luke, who's behind our camera because we're actually doing a visual recording today. Like, what's up? Um, so we <laughs> want to thank him, as always, for producing and editing and setting up this really cute studio for I us know, today so we could cute. hang out. Uh, follow him and his music at Sex and Sounds on Spotify and on his Instagram at Sex and Sounds and Luke Sexton. Um, and yeah, how can how can yeah, people talk to us, guys? And if you need to reach us or want to talk to us or whatever, um, oh, whatever. you can. Yeah, or whatever. It's actually really easy to remember our accounts, but yeah. email us at bigscienceenergy at gmail and um, you can also DM us or follow us on our Instagram at bigscienceenergy. And especially if you want to stay up to date on episode topics before we release them, or if you want to suggest something, or if you have any questions or whatever, Um, you can also reach us personally. And um, we each have Instagram. So mine's L.E. Stiskel. And mine's Sydney Rose A. So you can also DM us there. Woo! Awesome. And also, we both respond to the big science energy. So sometimes, like… You'll you know. never know. You'll never know gonna which, get. Yeah, yeah, you never know. It'll be surprised. We actually finish each other's <laughs> conversations quite literally. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's seamless. Yeah, yeah it's, it is. But yeah, thank you guys so much. And as always, stay curious. Woo-woo. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.